0: Here we go, Friday, January 6th, King's Day, the epiphany. King Cakes are going to be all over the office. Pace yourself, folks. It's a long King Cake season. Sunny and nice today, highs of 69. Tomorrow, highs in the mid-70s, maybe upper 70s. Plenty of sunshine, rain likely Sunday with highs of 68. Then a cooler start to the week, highs in the lower 50s. Then by Thursday, we're back up to 70. Mike Detelier joins us now. Our good friend, WWL NFL analyst, co-host of Sports Talk. How you doing, Mike?
2: I'm good. Thank you, Tommy.
0: I would invite you to follow Mike on Twitter at Mike Detillier because he posts some pictures from the Detillier archives. One of them, uh, two pictures today, one of them was. Um, about the front page of the paper when the city was awarded the franchise. What was it? NOLA Goes Pro? I forgot exactly. NOLA Goes yeah, Pro. Yeah,
2: that's what it is. NOLA goes, uh, goes Pro.
0: And the other one was number 35, I think it was. from. It Was it Tom Barrington? I'm trying to think. A fullback? Who was that, number 35, that you had on your um, post?
2: Jim Otis. Wow. That goes down. Ohio State running back who, uh,
0: was he a number one actually pick? He
2: had a pretty good career with the, uh, St. Louis, with then St. Louis Cardinals. Was he
0: a number one pick? Do I remember that right or not?
2: No, no, no. no. He, no. he was a later round pick. He was a later round pick. But, uh, he was, uh, he spent a couple years with the Saints and then, uh, ended up in St. Louis where, uh, he teamed up with, uh, Terry Metcalf. Uh, that was oh, okay. a pretty good combination there.
0: Sure. Uh, let's talk about the Saints game and, um, Uh, playing the Panthers on Sunday, people are going to say, ah, it's a meaningless game. Nobody's going to be trying this, that, the other thing. I don't think that's true. Do you?
2: No, I don't. Uh, It's an attitude game. Uh, One for Carolina. Uh, They're in a similar spot to the Saints. Other than that, uh, all week long, uh, you've heard it from the players, Uh, they're playing for their head coach. Uh, they, They want Steve Wilkes back. And uh, the owner, who's uh, worth about $25 billion, has already played footsie with Jim Harbaugh, uh, the uh, Michigan head coach. And uh, so I think you're going to get the best from both teams. Uh, I think the Saints want to finish this out uh, in a strong manner. And with the Panthers, uh, they want to win to try to help give Steve Wilkes a better opportunity to be their head coach for next year. Now, the players might want that, but, you know, the owner might have a different say in that because he's, he has certainly made it known that uh, he's looking around.
0: I get the Harbaugh is confused, but the one that is at Michigan right now was at San Francisco before, right, because he played his brother in the Super Bowl when the lights went out here. And right, his brother's that, that's Coach Jim
2: Baltimore. at Michigan and John's in Baltimore, and, yeah, they did play. But uh, And there is no doubt that Jim Harbaugh wants to return to the NFL. The big question, Mark, is who's going to put up with him? Uh, he, he's a different guy, uh, personality, Uh <laughs> And so you you got to understand how to deal with him from a personality standpoint and uh the there's been a lot of rumors the NCAA is looking into recruiting uh-huh. violations at Michigan where Jim Harbaugh was involved. So Jim might want to step out of town uh before the heat comes on there.
0: Make your mess and move on. Um uh-huh. what do you mean he's a different kind of guy, Mike? What does that mean?
2: Personality-wise. Uh Man, he wants control of everything, uh, you know. And I think you can be a micromanager in life, and I hate to say it, sometimes I am. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you, you gotta know when to stop uh, being a micromanager. And he is—he was like that in San Francisco, and got him in a lot of trouble to the point where finally they had to tell him, "Hey, uh, there's a door," uh, where he wants to be involved in things that's not even. Coaching and not even organization, uh, That that's just the way Jim is. Like, He's like a what? micromanager. Give, me,
0: give me an example of what? Like T-shirts or something or, or designs or even something foolish uh, like
2: that? Stationary? I'm telling you, even for, like, promotions, uh, you know, that the 49ers were involved with, uh, how they printed out um, press guides. Oh, God. How they <laughs>
0: even the tickets, what, what kind of image they wanted on the tickets, and this kind of foolishness?
2: everything wow. that, that's how he is, and uh, you got to fight that because you have that kind of genetic to you. And I, like I said, I hate to say it sometimes, it's me, it's, it's similar. Uh, and uh, well, detail oriented, I've learned uh, to delegate,
0: yeah, detail oriented is one thing, remembering who signs your paycheck is another, right.
2: Yeah, and him and the GM, general manager there in San Francisco didn't get along. Trent Balky didn't get along very well at all. But just because of it, he was more in the general manager's business uh, than the general manager was uh, in San Francisco. And that's what led to this big brouhaha that uh, here's a guy who won 69% of his games in the NFL and, listen, they had a lot of people that were willing to drive him out of town. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so you see at Michigan, he's won there, and he's beaten Ohio State twice, which gives him some caveat. You know, hey, look, that that's a big part of it. But he gets in these big games, and he hasn't won it. And so I'm willing to put up with some of these uh, idiosyncrasies of his because he wins – but then it starts to become aggravating. And that's what happened in San Francisco, where he was really uh, involved in things that you wouldn't think the head coach is involved with.
0: We have uh, a lady here that is an account executive, Casey. You know who I'm talking about, Mike. Yeah, uh, Ohio State no graduate. Casey. Ohio State graduate, passionate Ohio State fan. And I texted her, Happy New Year. Sorry that uh, ohio state lost and she said that's okay michigan lost too so that's how that rivalry is up there and as long as you keep beating ohio-, ohio state i think jim harbaugh could be at michigan as long as he wanted except for if there's a big ncaa hammer getting ready to fall
2: yeah and we are uh, going to find out a little bit more of that as the days come around uh, I, he's got a job, basically, sort of for life at Michigan because mm-hmm. he's revived that program. And if you can beat Ohio the, State. Yeah, And but the more he continues to say, I'm staying in college football, the more he indicates, uh, away from that, that he really wants an NFL job.
0: And it wouldn't have to be Carolina. There's going to be a lot of NFL openings in the NFL, I would think, close of business, right? Uh,
2: I would think Denver would be another spot. But again... Once you interview him, you understand he's not your average guy that you interview. There is those little parts about him, the way he comes across, that you better be able to put up with. And listen, these multi-billionaire owners, they're not used to having too many guys that want to get into their business. You know, oh, don't yeah. touch my money. Don't tell me how to make it. I know how to do it. And that's sort of Jim's personality.
0: All right, Jim, thanks for coming in. I'm glad you rearranged my office. I'm going to go and put things uh, back like they were now, and we'll let you know. 622, more with Mike Dettiglia when we come back. You got any questions or comments, 504-260-1870. Not just about the NFL, uh, not about the Saints, rather, but about NFL, LSU, whatever you got. Uh, 623, time for traffic now on WWL. Six twenty-seven and a half Tommy Tucker, WWL, talking to Mike Detellier a couple of minutes before the news. And we'll get back to coaches, openings, NFL, Saints, Panthers, and more. Mike, you saw the news on DeMar Hamlin, how the first question he asked, they said, was, did we win the game? And I realized for the first time yesterday, and I understand, you know, and I talked to Bobby A. Bear as you do every day, Bobby J., about if he had fallen out, as Bobby said, in the locker room or something, the way it played out probably had a lot to do with it, but the NFL announced that they are not going to resume that game, that it's been canceled. That's going to have some effects, I imagine, in the NFL on playoff seeding, perhaps. And it just makes you wonder, and I thought about this from his standpoint, if the first question he asked was, did we win the game? Maybe we don't consider what the player himself would want, and he probably would have wanted him to continue the game.
2: You probably would have, uh, but boy, once you, you know, you have that mentality as a player and a coach. I said this last night on Sports Talk, I was telling Charlie. Um, man, for about 25 years, I live right next door uh, to a former NFL coach, and Joe Clark. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joe coached until his into his 70s uh, as an NFL coach, and uh, Joe passed away about a year and a half ago. Uh, But uh, he had some health issues late in his life. And uh, he had a little episode one time where he had difficult breathing. uh, And so his wife, Samantha, brings him to the hospital. And uh, it it didn't look good for Joe. And they put him in an oxygen tent and, uh, you know, did some things just to kind of calm everything down with him. And he asked for a pencil and paper. And, you know, the nurse tells Samantha, his wife, that, you know, a lot of times toward the end, somebody might, they might want to write you a little note or something. Well, after about 20, 25 minutes, she said, well, this is way too flowery for Joe Clark. So she opened up the oxygen tent, and he was drawing up plays. Are you kidding? No. <laughs> she she said, knew it. Wouldn't you have thought that, I said, hey, it's my exact first thought, was that was probably what he wanted to do. She knew it and wasn't so, going to be,
0: we've had such a life together, right?
2: No, none of that, you know. And she said, you know, it, it you know, he ended up uh, pulling through on that one, passing away a little bit later. But, you know, that is that mentality. Is that mentality uh, that, you know, man, football is a part of you to, to the end. And yep. and I can understand DeMar making that comment about who won you, competitor, and, and that's the last thing that sort of you lose.
0: Yep. All right, 630, we'll take a break. More with Mike you when we come back, 504-260-1870. If you have any questions, comments about the Saints, Panthers, playoffs, LSU, coaching uh, vacancies, et cetera, when we come back right now, time for WWL First News for that we go to Ian Ozan. 642, 18 before 7. Tommy Tucker, WWL, back with Mike detelier WWL NFL analyst, co-host of Sports Talk. Let me read it, Mike. Buffalo entered Week 17 tied with the Chiefs for the best record in AFC but held the head-to-head tiebreaker. Cincinnati trailed both by one game but would have held a three-way tiebreaker with the win over the Bills, the Bengals. Now the AFC North champions beat the Chiefs in Week 13. But because of the canceled game, the league's owners are going to vote Friday, 24 of 32 needed, that would be today by the way, to approve scenarios approved by the competition committee. It, here we go. For this weekend, if Buffalo and Kansas City both win or tie, a Bills-Chiefs championship game will be played at a neutral site. If Buffalo and Kansas City both lose and Baltimore wins or ties, a bills chiefs championship game will be played at a neutral site. If Buffalo and Kansas City both lose and Cincinnati wins, a Bills or Bengals versus Chiefs championship game will be played at a neutral site. Is that is that equitable? Is that the best they can come up with? What do you think?
2: This was the plan, and uh, I talked about it last night on Sports Talk. This was the plan that was set in place for the COVID year. Basically, a playoff seeding would be based on overall winning percentage, not on the number of games because on the COVID year, the owners and competition committee always felt that they would not have an equal number of games played, that that would be a week where somebody would not play. Mm -hmm. It didn't happen. So what they went back to is exactly what they had set in place for the COVID year. Uh, And basically, the the seeding would be based on overall winning percentage, not on the number of games. And so they they got that game plan right back out uh, of the notebook that they had it written in. Uh, back in what was 2020 Mm -hmm. Uh, and so that that's how they're going to do it here and I think you know you potentially could see a neutral site game in the AFC
0: man I can tell you with all due respect to DeMar Hamlin and I don't think he would want his bills to play at a neutral neutral site I don't think the Kansas City fans would be very happy with this I don't think the Cincinnati fans would be very happy with this but I guess I guess well, the got 32 options. owners,
2: it goes to show you, they do what okay, they want. <laughs> uh, you know, the, the commissioner and the competition committee came up with this plan, mm-hmm. and now they've got to throw it to the owners. For anybody who thinks Roger Goodell runs the NFL, you just found out yep. he doesn't. He does exactly what the owners tell him to do, and they're going to make that decision today, uh, one way or another. Uh, either change that or do exactly what's been given to him so yeah you might be getting 40 million dollars a year to be the secret service agent because if this doesn't turn out right you got to take the blame yep. and they got everybody that wants to blame Goodell for everything but you got to understand in his position he's doing what the owners Tell him to do.
0: What did we begin talking about, Mike? Micromanaging, right? And you got to remember who signs your paycheck. Who signs Roger Goodell's paycheck?
2: Yeah, and guys that are, we're not talking about millionaires here, okay? We're talking about multi-billionaires, every one of them. And they tell him what to do. And, yeah, there has to be some sort of figurehead uh, that uh, gets the blame if, if things don't go right. And you just cut these deals where we're making the most money we can. Mm. If it's television, advertising, radio, properties, you name it, that's what we want you to do for us. But if it's a screw up, then you take the blame for it. And so, but you don't make the final choice. We do. We tell you how it's going to be done. So, uh,. All this stuff about, I'm waiting for Goodell. We get these calls. I'm waiting for Goodell. What's what's taking him so long? Uh, hey, 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 uh, snap out of it. Mm. Uh, th- it ain't his decision. You think This is the owners telling him what to do.
0: You think they get the 24 votes to approve it? Because if not, they got a real mess on their hands, right?
2: Yeah, there may be a little bit of an amendment uh, put to that, but I would think they would not have presented this Uh, to the owners without having some key people approving it. And in particular, Jerry Jones, Robert Kraft, uh, people of that ilk uh, that would say, hey guys, this is the best plan, let's pass it through. Because you're not doing this without some contact with some of the heavyweight champs uh, in the owner's way. And listen, in many, many cases, I do believe Jerry Jones is the quasi-commissioner of the NFL. Mm-hmm. You can like it or don't like it, but it's the truth. Uh, he's the one who really pushed for the two L.A. teams. He's pushed for certain rules and regulations. He's he, Because he has the votes to do it. It's almost like uh, being the Senate majority leader and you having the ability to count votes. Your way, yep. one way or another. And, yeah, the president is the president, but uh, uh, who passes the laws?
0: Well, I think Jerry Jones is best, too, at explaining to the other owners and Robert Kraft, when you say of that ilk, of monetizing their decisions.
2: Yeah, it's, it's all about cash. Mm-hmm. Come on. Uh, uh, money sort of rules the world. Uh, now, you might disagree with that, uh, but there's a reason those guys are in the position that they're in. They know how to make the most money for the league and for themselves.
0: You know, somebody texted in. This is an interesting question. I don't want to spend a lot of time on it because we've got to take a break, and then we'll get back and talk about the Saints and the Panthers. So what would the NFL do if a DeMar Hamlet event occurred during the Super Bowl? I don't think they'd stop the game. Do you?
2: No, I don't. Not with uh, all that
0: advertising revenue and everything uh, else. There ain't no I, way.
2: I, I, I don't think they would. Uh, And again, man, you know, thank goodness, thank God that uh, that sort of thing uh, has happened. And it is really rare. And that he's made such an unbelievable recovery from this, uh, you know, power of prayer. Uh, But, uh, you know, Tom, to answer your question, they'd probably play this game. This is something they
0: need, I think, to address with the players' union and maybe have a contingency plan and talk about the wishes of the players and maybe going forward. Well, the
2: players screwed that up. Okay, you got to have lawyers on your side that push through plans uh, to help the player. Mm -hmm. Uh, But, you know, Tommy, it's difficult because you and I kind of can look at it this way. At 24, 25 years old, were we worried about retirement? No, no. Well, we weren't about health benefits.
0: No, or health. No, we weren't. No, you thought you were bulletproof. I guess I'm just saying yeah. in terms of games going on, if somebody gets injured or what eventuality, maybe they could put that in the next CBA or something. 6.50, 10 till 7. Mike will talk Panthers Saints specifically when we come back. Right now, it's time for traffic on WWL. All right, and a half Tommy Tucker, WWL. Quickly back to Mike Here. to tell you. I'm Courtney P. With- all right. Kings Day, January 6th. Mike, to tell you, you all know who he is. Co-host of Sports Talk, WWL NFL analyst. Mike, the Saints and the Panthers met in week three. That seems like a long time ago. Um, the Saints lost that game 22-14. to The starting quarterbacks, Jameis Winston, Baker Mayfield. It ain't like it used to be.
2: Yeah, that's sort of the blink of the eye. And now you got Sam Darnold and Andy Dalton. And uh, it surprised me a little bit. This line moved from three and a half to four. And I've always felt in these type games it's a field goal situation uh, between these two teams. And, again, sort of an attitude, which one of these teams wanted more than the other uh, in this spot. And so that's why that, that line jumping into four uh, that was a lot of people that felt the Saints are the better team, and uh, and they are on a hot roll, and that possibly the Carolina Panthers played their best game last week and lost to Tampa, mm-hmm. and don't have a lot of incentive to play for.
0: It seems like a lot of points.
2: That, uh, that's what I think too. Well, I think the Saints could win this mm-hmm. game. I think it's going to be a razor razor type game between the two.
0: When they did play back in September, Christian McCaffrey, twenty-five carries, one hundred eight yards. He ain't dead, he ain't no, dead more. no more. Nope. You know. So, what's their running game look like?
2: Listen, they got a, a nice threesome of running backs, and they—that's the biggest key for the Saints stopping the run. When the Panthers have run the football well, they've won the game. Their biggest improvement has been along their offensive line from a year ago and uh, they they come at you. Uh, Dante Freeman, uh, foreman, who uh, I covered with the – he was with the Titans. He was Derrick Henry's backup. They brought him in, and Chuba Hubbard is the speed guy. So they got kind of a lightning and thunder backfield that they use. Uh, Last week, uh, Tampa Bay was able to shut it down. Sam Darnold did pretty well, but he turned the ball over. Uh, So, man, again, you're looking at two teams that are middle of the pack. You are what your record says you are. And uh, they are middle-of-the-pack teams, and you can understand why.
0: What about the Panthers' defense?
2: Defensively, they played pretty well. Uh, They are all beat up in the secondary, so the Saints would have to take advantage of that uh, particular part. Last week, they had the third-string cornerback trying to uh, guard Mike Evans, Mm -mm. and he torched them last week. So for the Saints, you got to take advantage of that, that their secondary is sort of beat up right now. And uh, I think that may be why some of the wise guys in Vegas think that the Saints will win this game and it will be by four points or more, that they take a look at that Panther secondary and think that the Saints can take advantage of it.
0: How you see it turning out?
2: 23-20 Saints.
0: All right. Uh, let me talk about the NFL, uh, now that we're into the final week of the season. Um, how do you see the playoffs progressing? Who do you think winds up in the championship games, maybe at a neutral side on the AFC side, but who do you think winds up in the championship games as it stands now and then goes on to the Super Bowl?
2: Well, before the season, I picked Buffalo and Green Bay. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to ride that horse till, uh she threw me off. You're still <laughs> you still know? riding the Green Bay horse. Still, I'm, i still got... Yeah, I, yeah, I got one foot in the saddle yeah. uh, on one that grave Green Bay game. Yeah, one in on the saddle, one in the grave. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 tight on that one, but uh, you, the NFC is a to me a much more wide open uh, situation. I think you can see in the AFC, it would surprise me Buffalo, Kansas City, Cincinnati, those three teams. Oh, that one of them's going to get in there. Uh, they just seem to be a cut above at this stage. You look at the NFC. I mean, it's all over. The Eagles are struggling now because of some injuries. Uh, The Cowboys, again, who who knows what you're going to get out of them uh, on the offensive side of the football. Tampa Bay ain't going anywhere. You know, come on, that that horse ain't riding either uh, into that deal. So uh, Minnesota, to me, seems to be a team that has won a lot, a lot of close games, and I, I give them credit that they've done it and Green Bay is starting to play pretty well as of late. So it is really wide open in the NFC. In the AFC, I think there's a certain cut there with Baltimore, Kansas City, Cincinnati, and you would figure, you know, they got Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, and Joe Burrow, of those three teams. It does help. Can Brock
0: Purdy, because uh, here's the deal, if the 49ers beat the Cardinals this weekend and the Eagles lose the Giants... I don't know what the situation is with um, Jalen Hurts, but the 49ers would have the number one seed. Do you see Brock Purdy MVP in the Super Bowl? Could that happen?
2: You know, it's a great story, <laughs> mm-hmm. but I've also seen guys wilt come playoff time. Mm-hmm. That I'm not saying similar stories to Purdy, because that is uh, quite a ride. Now, their defense will carry them. Mm-hmm. Can they score? Points uh, come playoff time with Brock Purdy, uh, who has played pretty well. I mean, I give him a lot of credit uh, in that situation. But man, I, I've seen this before with sort of second-string quarterbacks, and people say, "Well, the, the Eagles won it with Nick Foles," and, and that that part's true. Uh, now Carson Wentz helped him get there, but Purdy kind of took him over the line. But that doesn't happen a lot in the NFL. It's normally the teams that have that big-time quarterback that can make those plays with everything on the line that ends up getting you uh, across the threshold. Uh, so i got to see it with Purdy. It would be almost a story if I gave Hollywood South, they oh, yeah. would give it right back to me and say, I don't want to do it. You know, it, it's too corny. Right, let me this ask- would never happen in real life.
0: Real quick, win or lose. Any changes on airline drive come Monday?
2: No, I think that uh, Dennis Allen stays as head coach, but I think you're going to see some uh, definite coaching changes assistant coaching-wise.
0: You think Sean Payton's close to landing a job anywhere?
2: I don't know about close, but uh, I think Sean's looking to get back in. I think there's no reason why he is going around getting assistant coaches if he didn't think he was coming back.
0: Thank you, Mike. Appreciate your time. As always, we'll listen this evening. Mike Dettelier, WWL NFL analyst, co-host of Sports Talk. We'll take a break. Come back, talk to Josh Stockley about John Kennedy not running for governor, about the Speaker of the House debacle. Back in a flash, WWL.